What's up? It's the Medicals Podcast. I'm back. Like I always am. I, I try to keep it constant, but you know. We can't always be constant in this life of craziness, you know. With school, trying to be the best flunder player of all time. Um, staring at uh, Flanderies and Empen and thinking about our future together. You know, um, it, it takes a lot out of me. But, you know, I'm here for the content and to give you guys pure excellence. And guess what? We're going to do that today. So, um, today I thought I would kind of just talk a little bit about what we know right now about YCS Niagara. Because we do not know much, but I also kind of wanted to comment on some of the new decks we've been seeing and kind of the, I guess, effects, like the cause and effect of what we've been seeing with some of the new cards from Tactical Masters. So, um, let me give my couple shout-outs first. So, I'm going to shout-out some other podcasts like we always do. Uh, we're going to shout-out the Top Cut Podcast. Check them out on Spotify. The Scapegoats, uh, they've shouted me up like a couple times. I really love their podcasts. Um, especially like the new one. The new one was, uh, they talked about uh, YCS Rio. And then the one, I think, before it, it they uh, rated magic cards based on like Yu-Gi-Oh! knowledge, I guess. Which I thought was really interesting and it's a cool concept. Um, and then also, I'd love to shout out, out, the GooCast. Everybody knows the GooCast. You guys need to get me on there. I feel like that, I feel like I might just make Nesh mad the entire time, but, you know, I, I feel like that would be a great dynamic. He'd probably just tell me I'm bad, and, I mean, he wouldn't be totally wrong. But, yeah. Um, so, first we'll start out with kind of um, a couple new cards that seem very interesting. So, um, as we know, after, I think, Darkwing Blast, uh, the new set after that is called Fight... <laughs> did I say Phyton? Photon Hypernova. 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 And it's uh, literally going to be a lot of Photon support cards. And from what I saw, I think there's more support for a couple different new archetypes. Um, so one of the new, a couple of the new support cards are for Gishki, which um, I have personally never played Gishki. However, I've heard a lot of people say that Gishki was like good back in its prime. Um, so I'm not too relevant or like, I don't know much about a lot of the cards, but I'm going to read uh, some of the new cards because I feel like you, you may see them. Okay, so the first one is Grim Gishki, and it's a level two. Oh, God, you, you heard it right, folks. Level two, Waterfish. Uh, you can only use this card's name second effect once per turn, and the first effect is if you ritual summon exactly one water ritual monster with a card effect that requires use of this monster. This card can be used as the entire requirement. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Wait, that's actually kind of crazy. So it can just be... Wow, okay. Um, Second, if this is card is normal, special. You can special summon one Gishki monster from your, de from your deck. Okay. Except Grim Gishki. Also, you cannot declare attacks for the rest of this turn, except with ritual monsters, which is a pretty bad restriction. Alright, so we have a ritual spell called Gishki Ice Mirror. And this card can be used to ritual summon any Gishki ritual monster. 
So one, Ritual summon one Gishki Ritual Monster from your hand by tributing either one face of monster your opponent controls or monsters from your hand or field whose total levels equal exactly equal its level. And if you do, you lose life points equal to its original attack. Okay. Um, so I guess the main thing is kind of like a board breaker. That's kind of cool. Um, if this card is in your graveyard, you can target one Gishki monster in your graveyard. Place it on top of the deck, and if you do, place this card on the bottom of the deck. Okay, so it recycles itself. That's pretty cool. Um, the next one we have here is Aqua Mirror uh, Focalization. And it's a normal spell. You can only use the second effect of this card's name once per turn. One, add one Gishki monster from deck to hand, Rhoda. Uh, two, during the end phase, if you control a ritual monster, you can banish this card from your graveyard, set one Aquamere spell trap from your deck or graveyard, except uh, the card, the same card. And then finally, we have a new ritual. So this is the one that seems pretty interesting. So it's a level, it's called Evishkiski Nermamanis. Oh my god, who names this card? Uh, a level 10 water spellcaster ritual. You can ritual summon this card with any Gishki ritual spell. One, if this card is ritual summoned, you can target a water monster in your graveyard, special summon it. Why not? Two, cannot be destroyed by battle with a monster special summon from the extra deck. Okay. Um, so it does have 3,000 attack. So it's a big boy. It's a chunky boy. Three, once per turn, when your opponent activates a monster effect, Quick effect. You're going to turn one Gishki Ritual Monster you control to the hand. And if you do, negate the activation. And then if you do that, shuffle the card into the deck. Um, that's pretty good. And, I mean, it doesn't... I mean, if it's a whole Ritual deck, it probably aren't really worried about it. You could probably make this pretty easily. I feel like this might be a mainstay in just a lot of Ritual decks. I don't know. But it is a level 10. And it's a monster effect negate, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of people really like the support, and they're really like saying it's like a hand loop or something like that, which I think is pretty cool. Um, I'm not too like relevant and like uh, knowledgeable on that, so I will have to say, if I have any Gishki fans, hit me up on Twitter so I can like actually inform the podcast what Gishki does, because all I I I so. Recently, or maybe a couple months ago, I bought one of those mystery boxes at Walmart for fun, and I think I got Invasion of Vengeance, Steel Warm, Steel Swarm, and Vengeance, or something, whatever. And I pulled a couple Gishki cards, and I think I read them, but I was like, "What the fuck is this? I'm never gonna use this." But um, at YCS Niagara, uh, we have our round one breakdown, and this is coming from Sebto360. If you guys are not following this guy, what the fuck are you doing? Like, this guy is amazing. Literally, like, he just keeps spitting out crazy information. Like, this man is a legend, okay? Please follow him. I, I don't want to have to say it again. I want this guy to get the credit he deserves for his work. Um, So, round one. So, we have 206 Sprite players, which uh, that's a lot more than I thought there was going to be. I think we've kind of seen this trend where Sprite is slowly dying a little bit and tier is becoming the best deck um but i think that's going to switch here soon and i'll explain a little bit later um to relevant with 165 players so it's a noticeable distance it's it's noticeable um which is interesting um yeah it's almost like 40 players 
Um, Mathmatic, Mathmatic at 86. Um, it's Mathmatic, dude. Like, it's, it's a good tier, tier 1.5, tier 1 deck. Um, my baby boys, all my, my real guys, the Fluanderese players, we had 58 of them. Let's go. We need some more Fluanderese support. All right. Give me, give me another monster. Uh, man, I, I played in a case tournament today. I was like second in Swiss, immediately get to top eight and just draw all monsters, which is like the worst. Uh, um, Despia at 52 players. That's very interesting. I thought Despia was uh, not really doing a lot, but here he goes with 52 players. Not bad. A Sword Soul at 42 players. Wow. Um, that's interesting. I'm always interested to see like a lot of the Sword Soul representation because I feel like a lot of people are just like, I don't know, not respecting the deck at all. <laughs> and I mean, it's still uh, a pretty good deck. Now... Well, do you have to play the deck differently? Absolutely. I don't think you can play Sword Soul that we played last format, or I guess two formats ago. You're going to have to play Floodgate, Board Breaker, Sword Soul. That's just what it is. Um, Runic at 4.3%. Um, yeah, or 34 players, sorry. I'm doing it by that. Uh, Rika with 27 players. I wish they had more representation, but I understand. Um... I think the big niche with the deck was nobody knew what it does, what it did. Um, so you were at an automatic disadvantage. Um, but now that people actually know what the deck does, it, it's still a really good deck. It's still a, at least a tier two deck. But now that people know what it does, do like like what its interactions with and what it does, like they're like, okay, I know how to stop this. Fourteen Mystic Mind players. I hope you never see the light of day. I hope your car breaks down. I hope that um, your tire screeches off the wall and you hit a tree and you don't get severely injured, but it costs you a lot of money. Um, and then 116 other. Um, and those those are the people that we that I would like to listen, like get to listen to this podcast. I want to see those 116 other people. <laughs> I kind of want to see their deck profiles. Um, all right. So what does this tell me? So. Something I've been very, very interesting with is I think we're going to start start to see a little bit of a balance between Terrellement and Sprite, and here's why. So, as you guys know, when Power of the Elements first came out, Sprite was the deck to beat, and the reason was was because in the OCG... Um, it was tier zero, essentially. There was not another deck that even came close to it. Um, and that's just the broad truth of it. And I think the main thing that Sprite had that other decks didn't was Max C. And, um, if you don't play, like, a lot of modern Yu-Gi-Oh! Or if you, like, are just coming back from Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, if you do not know what Max C is, I'll kind of explain it a little bit for any of like my newer viewers who are just getting into Yu-Gi-Oh. So in the OCG, which is the, uh, I guess the Asian representation of the game, their ban list is different than ours. And there is a th one main card that completely changes the game over there than over here. And that's Max C. 
So um, if you've played Master Duel, you know that Max C basically says um, it's a quick effect. When your opponent special summons a monster, you can send this card to the graveyard, and then every time they special summon a monster, you get to draw a card. Well, um, if you don't know, Max C is a level 2. So what does Sprite like to do? Well, what Sprite was actually doing was summoning the um, Max C off the Gigantic and then bouncing it back to um, their hand with Swap Frog. So they would literally have a Max C in hand for the opponent's turn, which wow <laughs> like literally that's crazy like why why is that a thing but you know um i think that comparing that to the tcg in the tcg we don't have maxi um maxi is banned here and for good reason so um therefore sprite did not have the major edge that it already had over Tier Element. And, since most people thought it was going to be Tier 0, everybody sided in hate for it. You know, Week 1, um, playing in the Power of the Elements tourney, Week 1, I saw more Stygian Dirges, more the band played on, more um, Mischief of the Gnomes, I saw more sprite hate than i even saw a glimpse of for tier and that's because nobody thought that tier was going to be the best deck right and now that tier is starting to slightly beat out sprite i think what you're gonna see a lot of people do is switch that hate that they had on to sprite and they're gonna say fuck you we're coming for tier now and it's going to basically Take a little bit of uh, pressure off of sprites. So sprites are going to be actually able to do what it does, but it's not going to have all the hate that it did before. So you may see a lot more sprite players. And I think that's interesting. Um, personally, as a Flunder player, I can't... Sprite, man. <laughs> sprite, dude. It's It's really hard to um beat sprite with flunder and i think just the board they set up and it's very 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 quick easy like takes no effort i think that's what's a lot of the newer players are playing and i think that also represents why you've seen more danger uh or tier danger tier element or tier element sorry uh, topping these events because a lot of the more experienced and the better players are actually playing tier element because it actually challenges them. Whereas Sprite is like, normal summon swap frog, swap frog effect, send swap frog, swap frog effect, bounce them back, back, so swap frog, swap frog effect, send Ronin Toad, and you you get you get what I'm saying. Like it's it's very one line. This is what you're going to do unless you're playing a different version, but most people are playing the standard. Uh, sprite um and i think it's it's either sprite that or adventure and then you just add the same adventure combo that you you've done for the last two formats in so um that's actually something i found really interesting another thing that i'm finding really interesting is runic so if you do not know uh i have a previous episode on the tactical master stuff please check it out um runic is becoming better and better by the second. And 
it's very interesting because um, personally for me, I did think Runic was going to be the best out of them. I thought it was going to be a pretty good deck, but I did not see it coming actually as an engine. So for the people that don't know, Runic is not really being used for the deck Runic, but being used as an engine because the engine itself is insane. It basically cycles you into three cards. It's so many uninterruptions, it's actually crazy. So, I've never seen anything like it, honestly. And I think that the cards are going up in value. Because the last time I checked, so I, I, pull, I pulled a fountain today, and the fountains were going for, um, like, 24. So, think about it. So, tips were going for 19 when they first dropped. Oh, my God. Wow. Okay. So, you want the good news or the bad news? <laughs> um, so, for example, Hugin the Runic Wings, right? Um, she was going for $7.99 when the set first released. She is now a $20 card. Yeah. No, not even a $20 card. Probably more. Um, Runic Fountain has stayed at a steady like 2024 I think that's where I'm seeing it now and then tip has just tipped me you know what I'm saying like tip has gone from at release like $21 all the way up to almost $50 now it's at $50 to play this deck that is insane but these cards are so good I've never seen anything like it. So, what does that mean for you? That means you're going to be getting milled out more than you can think. And it's also meaning that I would pick up some of these super rares and stuff just now. Just as a safety net. Um, also, just having these and playing them in your deck is pretty good. Like, for example, um, I almost today thought about playing, instead of Twin Twisters, playing three Runic Destructions in the side deck because it does the same thing that Twin Twister does, essentially, but then I get to mill the top four of my, my opponent's deck. And imagine if you hit something pivotal, then they literally lose. So this engine, like this entire engine, is very good, and I think it's only going to get better with time. So, if you really want that deck, I would just pick it up now before the price just blows up. Like, imagine the punk stuff. Th this is what reminds me of the punk stuff, right? Because the punk stuff, when it first came out, was nothing. Nobody was paying attention to it. Everybody's like, oh, it might be okay. But now, as you can see, the punk stuff is very expensive. And so, I would just pick it up now. I wouldn't even take a second thought. Um, Another thing that I'm finding interesting is I'm not seeing any Labyrinth players. I mean, I knew Valiance was bad. Like, I, Valiance was not even going to touch any of this. But um, no Labyrinth players, which I thought Labyrinth was a pretty good deck. So I'm a little I'm a little bummed that it didn't make any anywhere in here. Because I would like to see some more, you know, Labyrinth players. Also... Um, guys, it is the 10th, and we still do not have a ban list. When When's this shit dropping, dog? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not trying to be here for forever, right? Like, when are we actually going to get a ban list to change this shit? 
Okay. Um, yeah, like, I don't want to see this shit anymore. Oh, that's actually another good topic I meant to bring up. Um, if you've noticed, if you noticed during that round one, um, how many Exo Sister players did I read out? Yeah, that deck's dead. It's a rogue deck now. <laughs> that sucks too, because I thought the deck concept was pretty cool. It's just, it's not good. Like, uh, again, today I played against, uh, an Exo Sister player and it was just, it wasn't even hard. Like I did not have even a glimpse of like problems and i think honestly exo sister is just more of the underpowered deck i would rather play sword soul over exo sisters i think sword soul is better than exo sisters i just think exo sisters is new and everybody like puts disrespect on it so they don't care about it so you get clapped up and d shifters a card right so um yeah uh it's kind of cool i'm not too happy about that but you know Tis what it is. Also, we're seeing uh, a couple of people bring up that Scareclaw is pretty good. Um, I've seen... I used to have the Scareclaw. I actually just sold my Scareclaw stuff, which is making me kind of sad if this stuff starts to actually be good. Because I actually ended up getting field spells for, like, nothing. Like, I literally got some field spells for cheap, cheap. But a lot of people are talking about how Scareclaw is actually pretty good. Um, a lot of people are putting it as like one of those top rogue decks and I can totally agree. I think, um, I think definitely the tri brigade scare is the best version of the deck, but I also think the deck is very interesting and in what it brings to the table. I don't think there's another deck quite like it and it's OTK engine is pretty insane. Um, so I cannot wait to see in the future what kind of things we're going to start to see here. Also, um, Triff put out a tweet that um, he was doing pretty good with the Brave, I think it was Brave Tier Scareclaw, which is a very interesting concept that I'm not sure how I feel about. <laughs> but, you know, it's Triff, you know. Who who knows what, what's happening here. So, um, that's going to be near the end of my episode. However, I want to answer some questions that you guys put out. So, let me pull up my questions really quick. And remember, I'm going to be leaving these questions um, at the bottom of the Spotify link, or you can actually just, uh, DM them on Twitter. If you want to at me on Twitter and ask your question, so that way I have like a whole load of questions to answer. Cause I, you know, I like to answer questions and it can be like anywhere from like, Hey, how's this deck look? Or, Hey, what do you think of this? Or, Hey, you suck. Make a better podcast. And I wouldn't uh, disagree with you. But uh, one of the questions on my last podcast, which was, was the Mega Ten One, check it out, um, was uh, David M. Kissing, and he said, "How good do you think Mathmech Adagnister is in this meta?" And um, I'm going to be honest; I really do think it's a pretty solid deck for the price that you can get the deck at, and the power ceiling that it has. I think it's definitely a tier two deck. Uh, I can't put it on the tier one, um, and that's just because. I feel that compared to the other decks in the room, you definitely aren't as powerful as them. And that's not a problem because all you got to do is make a rival at like a, a rival at Cybers or whatever. And then you just stare. What are they going to do? They're going to Kaiju. Is Sprite playing Kaijus now? No, nobody's playing Kaijus. You, you win. 
Like, you just, you set up the big dude and you win. And that's all you gotta do. And especially this format right now, um, a lot of people aren't playing hand traps. So if you want to go full wombo combo on them, um, yeah, that's basically free for you. It's just like Flunder this format, dude. Like, literally, it's free 90% of the time because nobody's playing hand traps. So you just get your engine online and then you win. So, um, definitely think it's a very, very solid deck. And I definitely think that in the future, um, I could see it uh, topping a couple of events. And I think the Math Mech engine gives it that little boost that it needs. So it can go into different plays if it gets stopped, or it can keep going if you don't have exactly the certain gas that you need to, like, push through. Sorry, guys. For some reason, like, my entire just mic died. Um, but regardless, that was pretty much the end of the episode. So I wanted to thank all the viewers. Uh, I'll do my little ending shout-outs and stuff. Um, check me out on Twitter at uh, KillerMetaYGO. Um, please hit me up on Twitter for, like, anything. Um, I'm always here. Show me the stupidest deck profile you have. Um, yeah, but uh, thank you guys for listening so much, and uh, I'll talk to you guys later.